let's say you have a huge file, right? With that huge file, after it gets like to 400, 500 lines, it's gonna take you time to find something that you want to change. And if you gotta change it in many places, you have to change every single one. My opinion, it will be like install SAS, learn it, and go for it. What's up, guys? Welcome to Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. With Rishi, the podcast that helps you to develop your knowledge and career. Today, our guest is Michael Andreza. He is a Spanish slash Italian self-taught web developer from the UK. He specializes in UI and UX design using HTML5 and CSS3. Hi Michael. Hey Rishi. Hey, ha happy to have you man. Same. Thank you very much. Thank you too. Uh, can you pronounce your last name? Uh, Michael Androza. Michael Androza. Yes, there you go. Great. So you are a web developer and you told me you've been working on various tools including uh, VS Code and Brackets. Uh, yeah, I have been working with uh, VS Code and so on and Brackets, but uh, what would you like to know about it? I would like to know about your experience with both editors because from my side I only know VS Code, I do not know Brackets. Yeah, All right. how, how it was. Okay, well, we can start with VS Code if you want to. Yeah, sure. All right, well, uh, my opinion is like uh, that uh, VS Code is a bit more for big projects and so on because uh, it's more complex to use than brackets and, you know, it has much more extensions than uh, the layout is so different. Uh, for example, I normally use brackets for like... Uh, the main is my main main editor to go because it's more easy to use. It's more like clean. I don't know if you have seen it. Have you seen it? I seen it from a friend. Uh, from what I understand is once you type the code, yes. the change appear in a in another tab. You can see it in real time. Yeah, that's true. Like a, it's like a live review, you could say. You know, let's be honest, it's just amazing. It's, it's perfect to work with it. And now, just now, like, VS Code has it also, but it's not the same because you have to just uh, press Control, Shift L, I think it was like that. But it's just, you know, it's just another tool. As I, I don't want to say, you can just uh, open your browser and navigate to your file. Nice. You know? I'm I might find myself trying bracket as well because from often time I do simple projects on VS Code which is yeah. good but uh, it could be easier with bracket especially with a live with a live preview definitely definitely for example if uh, let's say if you don't like the, to be bothered by many things, my, many buttons around you, you know, like VS Code has, uh, it might be the, your routine a bit uh, tedier. Because, you know, if you depend, it's just depending on the personality also about the editor. 
And is it free? Because I know VS Code is free. It's free. Yes, well. absolutely. It's totally free. It's totally free. It's just uh, totally free just to download it and install it, and then you go for it. It doesn't come with so many extensions though, as VS Code. You know, it's very very simple. Very simple. For example, just now, I have like a the Beautify, Pretia, and like some web fonts installed. You know, on my brackets. Then you have like 3,000 extensions, we'll say, for VS Code that can make your life easier also. But I call it uh, editor to go, is brackets and all things. So that's for the first question. I had another question for you. Yep, you use, absolutely. You use Figma. I also use yeah. Figma. I so absolutely use it. So, what do you find interesting or good about Figma? Uh, about Figma, there is many, many things interesting actually. For example, like the fact that you can just uh, sign in and use it, and it's for free, is uh, opening many, many, many doors to people that doesn't have an like uh, like income that they can use for, you know, one of these programs for hobbies, for example, or just to change the careers like I am doing it just now and it's kind of interesting that uh, such a company has done this because you know there is many be benefits from uh, workers from uh, for example from companies from uh, the self uh, artist that wants to do something like the designer you know like we say uh, from the perspective of a company they can have many interns and they can just start to use it without uh, being on the company even and from home and so on. Of course, there's many, many that they can do that from home, but I'm talking like uh, without any cost upfront, you know, like uh, you can just sign in and do it. And for example, we say like uh, that uh, you can uh, work as a team, you know, so I think it's very powerful to be honest. Uh, like uh, the, the the fact also that you can use it in the browser and you can use it as a native. You know, I have both of them, and but I use mostly browser because it's just easier. You know, you didn't even have to download nothing for the browser. It's just to go. Maybe you didn't have like a web uh, for the fonts that you have to download, and that's all you gotta do. Uh, that's my opinion. To be honest. I agree. I also use Figma on the browser. I haven't tried on the desktop yet, but uh, I understand that it can work on Windows as well as Linux. Then, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely. Great. That's great. Absolutely. And it's also free on, on the browser to start with, but uh, I understand that uh, there's some type of payments involved for certain features. Yeah, oh, there is some features that you cannot cannot use. For example, like you gotta upgrade for, like, uh, to work with uh, in a team. You know, you gotta do like a uh, pay for it. Like there's some, uh, I think it's like twelve ninety five. I don't know. like thirty. If you want to be like a big team, you know. it's it's pretty good to be honest. Yes, because uh, obviously, if you're collaborating in a team, then it's uh, something big, then uh, you can probably pay for Figma in this case. 
and yeah. Figma is also compatible with Sketch. Sketch is another similar tool which work only on Linux, but with Figma you can start on the browser itself and create a Sketch file and export yes. it there. Yeah, that's actually very useful because there is many components that you can just download it or look for it and they are even for free, many of them. You can just download it and send it to Figma and then you are ready to use it. It's ready to use. I think it's a very good advantage to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually a kick-ass app, let's be honest, because uh, you can do much more than you can do with Adobe. You know, and uh, it has been uh, like it has been like a uh, very good for Figma that they have been uh, many of the sketch users has gone to Figma. You know, uh, I mean it has many many features that, for example, Sketch doesn't have. But what I had heard about, I haven't used Sketch myself. So yeah, I totally recommend it. I think it is one of the most popular one at this point. There's also Adobe UX or XD, I think. XD, XD. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I haven't worked with it. Sorry. It I is haven't. it is quite similar to Figma, but it is only on the desktop, the Adobe XD. But Figma is uh, on the browser, so it's more accessible. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's more accessible. The thing is that with Adobe XD, for example, there's many that uh, cannot install it on uh, Windows 7. Exactly. It won't work. That's uh, a pain. For example, I don't have uh, Windows 10. I'm still running Windows 7 because I have a small laptop that I am in love with and I don't want to take it away from from me. So uh, I'm still using it. Yes, it is yeah. my case also. I have uh, multiple computers. Most of them are Windows 7 and I can't really install Adobe XD there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a uh, priorities, you know. In this case, my computer is my priority than a program. And if I can run Figma for the same thing and free even. So. Pretty good, pretty good. Great. So you also been working on SAS and yes, CSS. Uh, yes. Uh, SAS. SAS is a love hate uh, relationship with SAS. <laughs> what can I say? What do you want to know about it? I also tried SAS. It was okay, but I found it a bit uh, complex to start. But once you get the hang of it, it's, it gets uh, easier. Yes. Absolutely, it, it does take its time, it's time to learn like everything else in life, but uh, just uh, I guess with one week you have more than enough time to learn, you know, and if you just apply maybe one to two hours and you are ready to go. Uh, the thing is that uh, after you have learned, you have many, many, be many be benefits because uh, let's say you have a huge file, right, and uh, with that huge file, after it gets like to 400, 500 lines, it's gonna take you time to find something that you want to change. And if you're gonna change it in many places, you have to change every single one. So, my opinion, it would be like uh, install SAS, learn it, and go for it. Because, I mean, you, there's nothing to lose. 
if you want to find, for example, a file on on a document, you can just uh, create like small files, like a folder with say the components, and then you can link those uh, small folder, folders between them. And if you want to change something, you just have to go to that folder and change it. It's so simple as that. So simple as that. It's just like a there's a boilerplate for those folders so you know uh, where to put what. For example, there is like a abstracts, base, components, layouts, and pages. We say that, right? And then, then it's uh, vendors, vendor extensions, which is the let's say a bit of optional. It depends if you're using a framework like we say Bulma, which I have been working about uh, with just now. And just it's just to link it, just to import it. And then you just go there and change that. Of course you need a compiler to use it, like NPM for example. And it's uh, brought in uh, on Ruby by now, but soon it's gonna be deprecated. You know, this SAS. So but yeah, totally recommend it to learn SAS if you are going to work with a lot a huge file of CSS. Cool. It is it is really useful for me also. I started it with uh, Gull. It is similar to npm. So yeah. what I've been using it is to create uh, CSS variables, especially with colors or even other styles. And you can even do clauses and inheritance. This is a bit more complex, but you can create a style and its child will be inheriting from that uh, style. There yes, are, absolutely. There are a lot of programmable functions also. You can have your if statements in that in a in a way. You can uh-huh. you can program your CSS to be a certain color depending on a condition. Exactly. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of features in SAS. It's a good CSS yeah. pre um, preprocessor. Yeah, I think the the variables, you know, like you were saying, and that is very very worth it to have it. But you just have to put it once, and then if you want to change it, just go to those variables and change it. Uh, as you said, you can use the extend, which is a whole style to just uh, use it to to avoid the dry code, you know, to use dry code. To don't repeat yourself in it. Exactly, exactly. I think it's I think it's amazing the fact that you can use that, those uh, things uh, in SAS. Google.io, alright. There is a new framework that has come up. I don't remember what year was it. It's pretty good. You have to just uh, use the the CDN, or you can even use it with it's a uh, in SAS. You know, you can download it. And uh, it works with uh, SAS variables. As soon as uh, you install it, you use uh, classes, many, many classes. Like we'll say, hero dark is dark, all right? Then it's going to be on a, on a dark color, which in this case is dark blue, we say, all right? It's easy to customize. It's uh, easy to read the mod- modifier, you know? It's based on Flexbox. You know, it's. I think it's it's very very quick to work with. You can make a page in three days. Okay, it's just amazing. I really recommend it for 
for those people that are actually starting to with CSS, if they want to have something quick, go to Bulb. Definitely. We, I think we are going to see pretty much about it. Yeah. There is even a themes that is, uh, is, uh, the net ninja has done. So, go and check them out. Amazing. Amazing work. Cool. And you also mentioned Flexbooks. It is compatible with Flexbox. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, this is uh, based on Flexbox, actually. Oh, it's uh, based. This, uh, this uh, how you call it? Uh, this framework is based on Flexbox. You know. So, do you know what uh, Flexbox is? Is it a style guide? Yeah, it's uh, like a layout. You know, like a like a layout for uh, the we uh, website. You know. It is something uh, responsive to my understanding. Yeah. It makes your website responsive on mobile and desktop. Exactly. Yeah, it is responsive. It is responsive. It I, is. I've been familiar to it from Bootstrap. I'm a big Bootstrap user. I use oh, Bootstrap really? 1, 2, 3 and even 4. Bootstrap, you can give it a try someday. Yeah, I have used it also, but i rather to use CSS, the straight CSS, to be honest, instead of Bootstrap. It's uh, sometimes it gets a bit like uh, complicated in the fact that uh, you really have to look to make it responsive in some uh, in some uh, cases. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you're using Figma, you will yeah. be having some really unique shapes and uh, exactly. designs, and then you have to use your own CSS. Yeah, yeah. I I really think that the people should use a real real CSS but for those starting as I said who is to go for it bootstrap is going to be complicated for to start uh, that was uh, always a question all right I'm going to have to stop now that's all right well thank you very much for for the podcast thank you and uh, you. really happy to have you and thank also for your your GitHub, you have a GitHub and... Yeah, they can just go to michaelandroza.com and... Alright, I will add it in the description of the video. Alright. Cool. Alright. Okay, man, have a nice Thank day. you, Richard. Have a nice one. Take care. Thanks, man. Bye -bye. See you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.